Yeah, and the only question is, is it going to be a Heat kind of super team? Where all they have to do is put it together and we'll get four straight finals runs? Or is it going to be a Nets kind of super team where all the players go off the rails and nothing ever gets done and we never see them play together? You are listening to End If Love Remains. A unique show spotlighting people, ideas, science, culture, and art. Your host... Mike Lovett. Mike Lovett. You know what, Rachel? You are correct. This is Mike Lovett, your host of that great podcast in the sky, And If Love Remains. And I am once again here with the man, the machine, the legend himself, Stephen Lovett. Welcome back, Brother Steve. You wrote me into a sports podcast, and here I am. See? So here we are. Here we are. And yes, we are doing sports today. I love it. Um, one of the passions that I have not been discussing on this podcast much, so I'm excited to, you know, I think we're going to make this thing a regular thing, I hope, right? We'll see how it goes. We'll, we'll see, see how you can keep me in this and <laughs> keep me going. <laughs> um, oh, we're going to get a contract negotiation here on, on air? I'll take I'll take a 10-day. Take a 10-day <laughs> release. Oh, uh, no. Speaking I'm, of contracts and, you know, up yeah, heavy... Uh, top heavy teams in contract land. Shall we talk about the Suns for a minute? Sure. We talked a little bit yesterday on our Father's Day special. If we you did. all wouldn't mind tuning into that one, that was a fun one for us. But we started talking about the Bradley Beal trade. We started talking about how Landry Shamit wasn't really going away, going anywhere, and um, love Chris Paul and all he did for us. But we're glad to be rid of that deal. <laughs> So okay, so after thinking about it for a few hours, what what is your overall take on the trade that the Suns made, and and where does that leave them? Uh, Bradley Beal, he's going into he comes into this contract with a no trade clause because the Wizards are stupid, and that's that's one thing that I want to start on is no matter how much I want to renounce my fandom of the Suns, no matter like how dumb they get, no matter what stupid moves they make, there's always the Wizards and the Knicks to just bolster my spirits. Truth. Just like when, <laughs> with the Cardinals, there's always the Texans to give us DeAndre Hopkins. Right. There's always someone dumber, and which is a terrible place to be as a sports fan. But as far as this trade goes, I mean, we're getting a great shooting guard out of the East, who is kind of exiting his prime. He's going, he's turning 30 this year. Yeah, I would still so, say he's in his prime. I mean, I know he had some injuries, but I think like, and I would say like going it, he probably has two or three years of prime left in him. Yeah, for sure. And he, and he's only a couple, couple years off of a season where he was really close to being a scoring champion. Like Bradley Beal is that guy. And he can be that guy for the Phoenix Suns. The only question is, like, will he fit with two shooting guards in the lineup? Um, what will the lineup even be? We still have yet to see what kind of depth they will create out of the ten-day contracts that they can afford. <laughs> um, speaking of speaking of depth, what's their starting lineup right now? I don't know if I really hope this isn't their starting lineup. But, but if they were to play today... If they were to play today, <laughs> they have five players under contract, from what I've seen, that are Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, and the two... Refer- no. And <laughs> DeAndre Ayton and Cameron Payne. 
So out of those five, if that's your starting lineup. I mean, that's not a bad starting lineup. (laughs) That'll, like, win you as many games as players that foul out, but I don't know (laughs) how over the course of 82 games you're not going to have a Chris Paul problem all over again with Kevin Durant and Bradley Beal. Yeah. Bradley Beal has had COVID a couple times. Durant's had some injury problems, so we'll kind of just see how this team how this team figures it out. It is weird, like how they've like completely doubled down on the, you know, forget the any any kind of like bear. And and I this is where you got to kind of give respect to Matt Ishbia, like forget the rules, <laughs> forget like any kind of barrier that the league puts in to kind of keep from teams from 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 uh uh creating i guess a super team he's just like okay i'm just gonna blow right through it yeah and the only question is is it going to be a heat kind of super team where all they have to do is put it together and we'll get four straight finals runs or is it going to be a nets kind of super team where all the players go off the rails and nothing ever gets done and we never see them play together so yeah hopefully it works out for the best but but the, but here's the thing, the West is still freaking stacked. That's what I was gonna say. That I'm less concerned about injuries and less concerned about the depth, and more just concerned about how much of a beast Nikola Jokic is. That dude is. That dude trips into a fifty point triple double throughout the entire playoffs. Yeah, he's like, if Shaq were Larry Bird, that's Nikola Jokic. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> if Shaq were Larry Bird, okay, I followed just an, it. Just an unstoppable I, offensive force. I, I understood. Force. I understood what you said there. I, I mix. Yeah. No, you're I good. agree. Yeah, he's he's pretty he's pretty incredible, and I hate him for it. Only I, th- I think he'd be your favorite favorite player. I mean, I mean, if you were on the Suns, I think you have the same vertical. <laughs> I'm pretty I mean, sure. I mean, yeah, you're right. He doesn't jump. <laughs> uh, My vertical was much better in high school than his is now. <laughs> um, but that Nuggets team and the way that they play and they just want it like more than I think anybody else in the West besides what's left of LeBron James' spirit. Um, I think <laughs> like... His broken soul. His broken... I mean, nine straight finals got to take something out of you, so... Yeah. I, I mean... It's nice... He's not, chugging along. It's nice but. not having him in... Not having him in the finals. Except for him, you know. Right. But well, that... I mean... Um, yeah, I mean, the, the Nuggets, like... Man, it's hard to hate that team. But I want to hate that team. I want to love this that but team, but somehow the Suns just kind of keep sticking me around. My, Michael, Michael, <laughs> so Michael Porter Jr. still seems like kind of like I like an unlikable. He's got a punchable face to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I mean, I got nothing against. Um, okay, if they traded Michael Porter Jr. for Mikael Bridges, you'd love the Nuggets. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> they might be my favorite team. <laughs> We're Mikael Bridges fans here on this. Yes, we on are. This podcast. They gave up too much for Kevin Durant. They did. They absolutely gave up too much for Kevin Durant. I can talk about that. Talk about they, it. They gave up. Mikhail Bridges is a beast and is an anchor, is a defensive anchor. And we knew that. I just, for the record, want to say 
that I remember telling everybody I know, including my brother, including you, and you were telling me, <coughs> watch out, Mikel Bridges will be an all-star. He will be an all-defensive player. He will be one of those, like, on the cusp of all NBA second team kind of guys. And and he'll be in the conversation for defensive player of the year every season. Yeah. He's he's that good. And he and you could see he was that good. That's what ticks me off. He you could see he was that good. I mean, he looks just like Kevin Durant. He's like four inches shorter. That's it. Yeah. That's and Kevin Durant's Kevin Durant. But and Mikhail Bridges is a better defender. Yeah. Especially at this point in their career, he led the defense. He made DeAndre Ayton look good as a defender. Which is not easy. Which is not easy. And yeah, um, Nets fans, you're gonna love him. He's my favorite, and ha- have fun with that. Yeah, and, and have fun watching him crush Matisse Thybul's soul. <laughs> I don't even know where he plays anymore, but that was another one of my favorite players a couple of years ago who was super good at but, just nailing down that defense. You know, and then having Cam Johnson, we're gonna do a little, little. We're gonna sidetrack to the Nets for a little bit, and then Cam Johnson. I mean, I love. I've always loved Cam Johnson. He's a just a cool dude. The dude can shoot lights out. I, I I mean, he's not a streaky shooter. He's solid. He's a robot, and he's a and he's a better defender and athlete than people give him credit for. Yeah, I mean, even in the Maverick series where Luca was bodying everyone, I mean, Cam Johnson was bodying him up right back, and Luca was having to work for those points. I mean, he still got forty, but he was having to work for that forty points. <laughs> yeah, so. Luca gets gets Euro trash calls. I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> uh, but Cam Johnson is fantastic. Mikhail Bridges is amazing. And we yeah. miss them here in Phoenix. We do. We do. We will be Nets fans for as long as they're on that team. Okay. Um, and as long as Richard Jefferson keeps roasting the Knicks. Oh, so what do you think about what's this with uh, uh, Green in, in Golden State? Is he on the move? Is he... What do you think? I... Don't want to see him on the move. I think. What if the Suns could get him for like you know some cheap deal, like some veterans minimum thing? I think he and Kevin Durant would get in a fist fight. Maybe no, they're <laughs> they're pro- both professionals. They probably wouldn't do that. But I think it would be an interesting dynamic on that team to see. Did you imagine Booker, <laughs> Beal, Durant, Green, Green? <laughs> no, you know who get in a fist fight is if DeAndre Hayton's still on that team. <laughs> They would, and then you have, oh, I mean, you have all these scores and just having Draymond out on the perimeter, just screaming at them to pass the ball. Well, and Draymond, see, that's the thing. That's where that actually that team would work because Draymond would be your de facto point guard. I mean, more than Booker would be, which would get Booker more in that situation where he could be a scorer, where he could be the guy you go to in those situations and have... Kevin Durant and Bradley Beal more work off of I mean, him, which I think should be the case at this point in all of their careers. I think I think the Suns should either. This is my opinion. They should either get do all they can to get Draymond Green. I think that would actually be a really good pickup for them. Mm-hmm. Or I think they should um, just quadruple down and just spend a ton of money and get uh, Van Fleet out of Toronto. <laughs> Just another I mean, another two hundred million dollar contract. I mean, at that point, ask for a Kawhi. <laughs> right. Ask for Pascal know, we, Siakam to come yeah, out of there. Yeah, I mean, we could use another four. We could. I mean, 
I th- I hear Joel Embiid's available. I hear he's <laughs> on the market. Um, for the right, Shaq is also coming out of retirement. Uh, so for the right price, everybody's on the market. <laughs> I, think, I don't. I think Matt Ishby is going to push that that theory. In fact, Michael Jordan himself was just offered a piece of the team since he just sold his Hornets was, share. Did you see that he's selling that? Yeah. I mean, well, when you can't sell a house, sell an NBA team. Well, you know what they say. So, <laughs> so uh, we know. Jordan, there's another piece of work, man. As far as like, complete. So here, so here's my one concern about what the Suns have done. Because again, I told you yesterday, it's not my money, so I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan. I want to see a championship, and I like to see, you know. So yeah. I, I like a, I like an owner. Here's mm-hmm. my concern: is Ishbia's, you know, best friend. Ishbia's best friend, Isaiah Thomas, mm. who uh, apparently Chris Paul. The rumor, you know, he did an interview and made a, quite a few references to it was uh, uh, Isaiah Thomas's idea to get Chris Paul out of there. So. You know, I don't want, I don't want... Is Isaiah Thomas coming out of retirement? New rumor unfolds. I do not want Isaiah Thomas anywhere near this team ever. I do not like him. I didn't like him as a piston. I don't like him as a player. I think he's a cheap shot dude. I think he was a good player. I think he's all, you know, Hall of Famer, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I think he's like maybe one of the worst human beings as far as like just being a human being. So not a team-building guy that no. you want near the Suns. No. I mean, just look what he did to the Knicks. Look what he did to the CBA. Who are the Knicks? No, I'm just kidding. Right? <laughs> I think they're still paying out paying out for his problems. <laughs> no, yeah. Anyway, so that's my concern. But, you know, whatever, you know. What you Man, the way those Pistons turned out in the end. <laughs> Mahorn, <laughs> Bill Lambeer, Bill Lambeer, Rodman, Rodman. Whoa, okay, yeah, that was a strange team. That was a, <laughs> that was. A, oh my goodness, I hadn't even thought of all of that. Yeah. Anyway, craziness. Well, so, all right. So we're gonna shift gears. I think shift gears a little bit. Go a little. By the way, yeah, because there is actually a season that's actually happening right now. Oh. My goodness, is there? <laughs> is there? And we're talking about, you know, the D-backs, the, the ba- baseball seasons in town. The Arizona Diamondbacks first in the NL West, on fire. Corbin Carroll, MVP, baby. I mean, come on. Let's make this happen. Arizona has to have at least one NBA... I mean, just MVP in general. <laughs> my bad. My thoughts still on still on the last one. Does Corbin can Corbin Carroll hit the court corner three? Can he hit the corner three? <laughs> is the big question we need to ask him. Get him on this podcast. Right. <laughs> oh man, yeah. No, he is so good. Have you seen him play? How good is he? Oh my god. So I'm, not, I'm being serious. He's like Ichiro with power. He is so fast. Woo. He is so fast. 66 stolen bases and by he, the team. And how many by him? And he's, and he's, I think, 20. That's crazy. And he's not the... Here's what I love about it. 
he it's not just about the speed. Like if you see him run a triple, mm-hmm. his technique on hitting those bases, and you know that's something that we don't like. You just imagine if you imagine like running around the bases, like it seems like just a kind of a simple thing to do. But there's actually a really, you know, tech. There's a real technique to it, so that you hit, you're hitting all those bases at full stride, and you're not doing little double hits and. Um, because you got to hit each base, but at the same time, you don't want to break stride at all. So there's a real technique to how do you make those turns. And man, he looks so smooth and he is so fast and he turns, uh, he'll be on first base. And if you hit it just a little bit in the gap, even if you hit a single, he's going to third base. It's, inc- it's insane. He, he's a, he is, yeah, each row. I'm not going to say Ricky Henderson. Ricky Henderson is like. On another level, oh, Ricky's he, Ricky, man. R- yeah, Ricky is still an alien, man. That, that, jeez. But, um, but yeah, Ichiro, he's Ichiro with power. And when he's got, have, I think he's got twenty home runs too. Not infield home runs, everybody. Infield home <laughs> runs by this man. <laughs> he is absolutely killing the game. Uh, but this, but they're good, like, um. There, there's the front end of their starting pitching is excellent. It's really good, um, but I, you know, I don't know what they're gonna do about um, the the. They, I think they need another, like a three or a number three or number four starter, and I think they need somebody solid to to, to help in the bullpen because whenever they lose, it's really about giving up in the. Sorry, that was a yawn. <laughs> Giving up uh, runs at the back end of the game. You can't give up the run on the back end of the game. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't. But I'm I'm really excited. And and one of the things that makes me most happy about them being in first place is what? That the Dodgers are not. Amen. We root for losing more than winning, folks. No, it's true. I'm a I'm a big believer in hatred in sports. <laughs> it kind of drives me. And so, yes, it is a good thing when Satan Spawn, otherwise known as the Los Angeles Dodgers, are not in first place and are losing. That makes me extremely happy. Because I am not and have never will be and will never be a fan of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Dodgers. So if they moved to Vegas, you'd be okay? Uh, no. Okay. Dodger okay. Blue. Had to check. There's enough teams moving to yes. Vegas right now. That's true. They are the next super city. <laughs> so. Speaking of Vegas, like my two favorite, two, two of my very favorite teams ever growing up have and are moving to Vegas. The Raiders have moved there and the A's are moving there. Which is kind of cool because that's only like four hours away, man. That's a lot cooler than where they were. Yeah, we should go five to- hours away. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe by plane. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't. I couldn't hand all that one back. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so back to the NBA. Nuggets, you're a big fan of the Nuggets, aren't you? Um, I'm a big fan of how they play. I'm a big fan of their defense. I'm a big fan of... um, Jokic is just... 
is just a professional basketball player. Okay, so let's talk about the West. Mm-hmm. Okay, because you have you have the the Nuggets. Hold on, I'm gonna pull up who's in the West. You have the Suns. Yep. I'm trying to think. Like, would the Clippers be the next best team? Um, if they're healthy. Every other team has to do with health and fit around their superstars. So there's that's where I'd put the Clippers, Warriors, Lakers. Like, what about the Mavericks? They, I they mean, is Luca ever gonna figure it out? No, we can always. At least we hope not. What about um? I hope not. I'll be more specific. <laughs> what about um? Um, okay. Now here's an interesting team: the Spurs. That's gonna be. I don't. Okay. Here's a hot take. Okay. Is it, I, I I'm thinking it might be the same hot take I have. So go ahead. I'll I let don't you have it. Okay. I don't know that they choose Wemby. Ooh. I. I love it. I don't like because here's because and that sounds terrible to say because he is if you've seen his highlights he's a freak man. He's like like if you took Kevin Durant and made him like added 4 inches and then added 4 <laughs> inches and also made him like when was Durant drafted 2000 Six, something like that. I don't Six know. Six or seven. I, I don't remember. Whenever, but like, the, whenever the Sonics were still like, in put, Seattle, put Durant into his like third year, and like put him together like that, and that's what like when Benyama is coming in. But as. Here's here. Okay, like his skill and the way and his poise and the, his footwork and his conditioning, like he is taking care of himself and he looks amazing. The, okay, I have two problems with him as a pick, and you tell me if this is what you're thinking. Number one, mm-hmm. I I think he has like some of the best footwork I've seen from a young kid. I, but I think he's slow. Okay. Okay. I think that's gonna hurt him. Number two, he's. St- I mean, he could fill out, but I don't know if he will. He is slight, and and I understand Kevin Durant is the thin re- reaper. I totally get that, but mm-hmm. I don't. I don't get the same like. Yeah, I, Kevin Durant is a has a is a uh, I think I think better fast twitch muscle <laughs> group than yeah than he does, and so I so I'm actually like my hot take I, I my hot take is they may may or may not draft him. I mm-hmm. think there's a fifty percent chance he's a bust. Yeah, I think his I think his bust potential is really high in my mind. I think his bust potential is high as well. I. I can see why you draft him, though. Oh, I'm not I couldn't lie. I don't know why you. I, I don't know how you couldn't draft. Like you almost have to draft him. But so why don't you think the Spurs might? Why think, do you think they might consider not drafting him? I I don't think. Okay, so I'm gonna. I'll just think out loud here for a second. Um, the Spurs, they like their European players. They like them to have those fundamentals. They like them to be big and skilled and all of that. And he is everything that they want. Just the way he's built, do you go with a safer pick? Do you go with somebody who's like, he looks really injury prone to me, at least for That's the first couple That's what I'm saying. Seasons. Yeah. Because look, look he, here, here's who he is. He's, he's Jokic, right? Mm-hmm. He's Jokic, 
he's more fluid. He's a more fluid Jokic, but mm-hmm. he's also a way skinnier Jokic. Yeah. What, what what makes Jokic work is that he's actually he's burly. is huh? He's burly. He's got he's like, burly. He's got yeah. He's 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 a pot belly. Like he's got a big butt. Like you know, he's just like he's tough to get around and maneuver around. He's strong. He's I mean, he's long, but he's also big. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I I don't see that those same traits, and I could I could see him getting eaten up by real men. Now I do know that he has like coaches and health trainers, and like he is preparing himself for the NBA probably better than a prospect who's looked like that ever has. Yeah, but okay. Even still, I'm gonna so I'm gonna make a comp here, and mm-hmm. this is not fair to him, but it is, but um, Sean Bradley. He, Sean Bradley had some of the biggest hype out of BYU back in the day. I don't know if you even remember who he is I, or know yeah. who he is. I've seen him in some Seven foot skits. six, like he could shoot, he could pass. He was part of the, you know, a team that was like one of the best passing teams in the history of the NCAA. Um, he had all the skills, had all the skills. He just could not put on weight. He couldn't, like he had all the trainers he was with the bullets, I think. I think he was with the bullets, um, and it just never really worked out. Because, because in the NBA, like it's as much as it's about skill, it's about athleticism and like being a man, being able to body up. Like that's what separates like Devin Booker is he can just he's just willing to take the punishment and dish it out offensively. And 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 I just. Uh, I don't know. I see bust. I'm not predicting it. I just see it. One also difference is, uh, you know, the magic three letters. What's that? Uh, PEDs. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I think that's true. That case made. Yeah. Okay. He'll be fine. Like I need you. I'll start in the second year. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just hold off on the comps to Sean Bradley. (laughs) Start on the comps to like Giannis. And Giannis. I think we're on our. <laughs> You're in the right. Strength. I think we are in the right stratosphere now. <laughs> Woo! Hot take central here on And of Love Remains. <laughs> I mean, the way I mean, training and coaching and like everything these athletes have is better than ever, and to see like like everybody's build improves. But but DNA like, is DNA. Until it's not. <laughs> until you go until you go to some crazy lab in Siberia. Hot takes. You got Queen Lizzie rolling over in the grave right now. Here we go. <laughs> oh, man. Genetics oh. are genetics. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> until they're not. Okay. Yeah. We just came out with AI. You don't think genetic splicing's next? <laughs> you thought this wasn't going to be a science podcast, but here we are talking about base running technique and genetic splicing. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Here we go. It's, yes. Good Who th- was? Good thing we're not monetized is, yet. Isn't there a quote um, from somebody who's like, "I want to watch superheroes play basketball"? Isn't that the goal? <laughs> that is the goal. <laughs> oh, the, well, there's a the, there's. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> There's a great Bill Burr take. That's that's what I'm thinking. Where Bill of. Burr's just like, I want them all to take PEDs. I want them all to figure it out for the rest of us so we know what the right dose to take. <laughs> we don't screw up our own bodies. Let them be the be the mice in this, in this grand experiment. <laughs> hey man, if you're getting paid millions of dollars, I, let's do I, some I, research. Let's figure this out together. Right. Oh, uh, it's good stuff. All right. Well, um, okay. Well, <laughs> on that note, this is, everybody, this, woo! Is, this has been a wild first edition of the sports edition of And If Love Remains. It has been. Maybe next time we'll come up with a little bit more of an outline. <laughs> I don't know. This kind of worked. <laughs> outline, outlier, you know, whatever. 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 Well, Steven, that was great. We'll do it again. We will. Hopefully the Nuggets won't. You are listening to End of Love Remain. First of 23 installments requested by Dr. Levitt. Trying to be in compliance here because we're taking him and that whole organization down.